Welcome to The Savvy Founder, the one place for entrepreneurs and business owners, away from the everyday bustle, where we help you find your path to a profitable and bright future. Now here's your host, The Savvy Founder and armchair sociologist himself, Philip Topham. Hello and welcome to The Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham, your host. Thank you for listening. I have been interviewing early stage founders and all the supporters and like an angels investors on the show. And my whole goal has been to sort of bust some of the myths of Silicon Valley and to help you shorten your journey, whether that's a, an hour a week, a month. If I've done that, then I've done my job. And today I'd like to give another tip that I've seen in helping uh, companies prepare their pitch decks and build their startups. The number one issue that's out there, and you can Google it, and I did that this morning, was uh, co-founder conflict and co-founder issues. It's one of the leading causes of companies to fail in the early stages. When I did that Google search, I got 540 million results, even if half of them are just common words, and there's only 200 million uh, articles about co-founder conflict. That's a massive number. It shocked me how many uh, search results came back. But my own experience has been very true. Co-founder issues are, are tremendously uh, problematic. And we'll talk about a couple that I've seen and I'll protect the innocent. And then also give a few tips on how to solve your own conflicts and really try to avoid all that sort of stuff. So the first conflict that I saw was uh, again, a, a startup that was in the uh, entertainment space and they were had a software as a service and they were going to, uh, of course, shake the world and offer this great new service for, for the sports industry. And everything was going well and they were starting to win some uh, contests for pitching their idea and just starting to get into the due diligence process. And the, the whole deal fell apart. And why did the deal fall apart? Is because one of the co-founders withheld some very key information. One of the co-founders had been indicted and had a felony. Uh, so the due diligence was re, re, found that the person had a felony and wasn't, uh, and it was a situation where it was, uh, you know, not likely that they would be uh, able to get investors. And so that was a case of somebody just hid the truth from the other co-founder. Of course, you know what happened there is the co-founder said, I can't work with somebody that's dishonest. And so they, they wasted uh, you know, almost uh, nine, uh, 12 months, 11, 12 months of work, due diligence, prototyping, demoing it, getting clients, uh, beta accounts, and all that was thrown away uh, down the drain. Now that's something you can't always, you know, somebody's gonna be hidden in their honesty, you can't, it's hard to find that out. So that's an unfortunate one. But then there's the person who, uh, the other common one that I see, this is even more common, is a non-technical founder needs a developer. And so they go out and find a developer and the developer says, I'll be a co-founder because you don't have money. And along the way, conflicts start happening over the product whether that's the technical person starts taking control of what the product should look like or the 
non-biz the the non-technical the business owner says hey this is what i need to be done and they're very demanding and not not very considerate or not willing to listen to some of the technical technical issues and that conflict just continues to grow and build and of course eventually the technical person says uh you know i'm out of here and the non-technical founders left with half finished code un unusable code and again lots of time energy wasted on building a product only to have that that co-founder issue rare its ugly head uh, the other one i've seen happen is where there's um again it, it comes back into the values and ethics of the co-founders where one co-founder wanted to be very transparent and say, hey, this is where we're at. This is exactly how many customers I have. This is this is where we're at with the letters of intent. And the other one saying, oh, no, we, we don't need to do that. We'll just we'll inflate the numbers. We'll do something else. And again, it comes out to this conflict about values and who's right. Do you tell the truth? We only have, you know, five beta accounts. Or do you say, oh, we had. 50 people, uh, you know, we're not going to mention 45 of them left and we only have five that are interested. Um, and even then we're, we're paying them to use the product. I've seen that happen where there's a big misalignment with expectations around how to be transparent with what's going on in the company, especially in that due diligence space when investors start asking questions about what's going on. So, yeah, go ahead and do your own search on co-founder conflict. If you haven't, you, you really should do that and really understand what you're getting into. Getting a co-founder has often been described like getting married, and it is. It's a relationship. And the thing that you really want to understand, and this is where I'm going to give some of your tips to that, is, is you really have to, you're not going to be able to avoid conflict in a startup. You're each of the everybody's going to have a different opinion at some point it's going to be this is this is the best thing and and you're going to fight for what you think is the best decision and definitely conflicts there and the worst thing you can do is just avoid that conflict if there is a conflict you need to bring it out in the open but you also need to learn how to fight and defend and have that conflict in a healthy manner. You can have a strong argument, you can be respectful of the other person. And then when things get really heated, you can both go off to your corners. And here's the key is, is reflect on what that conflict was about, what's going on so that you can grow as a person and, and resolve that conflict together. And that's the part that's sometimes the hardest for younger founders or early founders. And I, I, I say that, but in honesty, those people that have low emotional quotient struggle with this most. And that means they don't really know themselves for know themselves. And the more that a founder understands what makes them tick, what their values are, what their no, no compromise situations are, they can express those and have the skills to work with their partner, uh, co-founder to express them and to be respectful of them. We all know that we're our greatest strength is also our greatest weakness. By that, I mean, 
perhaps you're the best at selling. And so every situation you go into, you sell, sell, sell. So when you're in an argument with your co-founder, you're selling them on the, on the, on the solution. But the problem is you might not think about that there's other ways to solve that problem. You're not selling. Maybe you need to uh, uh, compromise. And that's a different situation. And that's where your partner that has different skill set than you, you have to be respectful that they have a different skill set and they can see the world from a different perspective. And so in short, uh, you know, this is today's going to be a short episode, but conflict is the number one issue co-founder issues of all sorts and how they deal with that and never never back down for the conflict but again be respectful of the other person and if you really get into trouble as soon as you see that that problem's brewing and you you're the two of you or three of you can't solve it don't be afraid to bring in professional help to get somebody to sit down and moderate the communications and help with that because then you can really build, if you get through that, when you get through that, I should say, then you have the foundations of a company with all the strong ethics, values, ways of doing business that can propel your company forward. So learn to recognize early founder issues, deal with them, move forward, make your company stronger. I hope today's show gave you some insight that it's not uncommon to have conflict. You need to deal with it and recognize it right up front and your own foibles, your own inability to see your mistakes or issues. That's what you have a co-founder for. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's advice uh, thoughtful and take some time and reflect on it. If you suddenly said, "Hmm, I'm never going to have conflict in my business, you're fooling yourself. And that would be a warning sign for me as a coach If you said that to me, it would be an extremely big warning sign that you're not coachable. And so take the time, reflect on your own startup. Where are you having conflicts? Where are you having issues? And work to solve out those weaknesses and build them into strengths. With that, thanks for listening to the Savvy Founder Podcast. If you found something useful in today's podcast, then please leave a five-star review and better yet, share this podcast with another founder so they too can shorten their journey. And if you have any questions or just want to talk, you can book a discovery call at asksavvyfounder.youcanbook.me. I'll have that in the show notes. Or visit thesavvyfounder.com for your free copy of the 10 most fixable mistakes for the perfect startup pitch. I'm Philip Topham. Thanks again. Wishing you a bright and profitable future in both your personal and business lives. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and check out our website for tips, thesavvyfounder.com. You can also follow Philip on Clubhouse at The Savvy Founder. Wishing you a profitable and bright future. Safe journeys. See you next week.